Yeah, yeah, yeah. Big broadcast with your host, Big Baby J. Big Step, uh, the guy. And uh, we're on episode 65, I believe. So episode 65, man, I want to say this. I appreciate. I appreciate each and every single one of y'all who are out here supporting, 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 showing love. I've seen the viewership or the listenership, whatever y'all want to call it, rise up over the past, I think the past month or so, past two months, especially October, November, man. I noticed that a lot of y'all have been tapping in, checking out, specifically my analysis videos about Hamas and Israel and this conflict. Something you're going to learn about me, me, I, I'm a big fan of geopolitics, right? And I'm a big fan of, you know, foreign affairs. I'm a big fan of history. You know what I mean? And there's a term that says history doesn't really repeat itself. It rhymes, meaning that what happens in the past, you know what I mean? Doesn't always manifest itself the exact same way in the future or the present. But it's similar because there's nothing new under the sun. What I mean, civilization, history, human beings, bro, every single thing is not new, bro. By the way, I'm watching this Oregon versus Washington State game. It's a Pac-12 championship. Uh, Quentin Moore just got a touchdown. That's their tight end for the Washington Huskies. Michael Penix Jr. is killing it right now. Shout out Michael Penix. But also Bo Nix. Bo Nix has been playing a hell of a game. It's very interesting. Me, I'm chilling on this Friday night. As always, you know, members of the Patreon get early access. So if you want to tap in, you're a fan of the podcast, want to get early access to the podcast, man, you already know where to go. It's on Patreon, my peoples. But if you don't want to touch the Patreon, enjoy the pod as you're listening right now. I'm, I'm, I, I want to say this, like I always say. I'm super thankful for everyone that takes their time in their day to check out this podcast, man, to, to listen, to give five stars. If you get the chance, give this podcast five stars and, uh, you know, help us grow. Like I didn't notice when I was looking at, you know, Spotify, Spotify, Spotify is like the Spotify rap thing. Uh, I think Apple Music has a similar thing as well, where they do like a, a presentation about your favorite music because Spotify is a music app, but then they have a podcast section. So specifically for creators, uh, podcast creators like myself, where they have a resume of your year, they wrap up your entire year. It's still December 1st, so the year is not technically done, but you know, it's the end of the year. It's that type of energy. You know what I mean? And the podcast that I didn't expect that were popular, the most shared was shared. Like the most shared podcast, I'll let y'all know, was the one where I talked about when money is your God, where I was talking about Adam 22 uh, pimping his wife. Right? And the most popular actual episode that they noted was the one I had with um, Kia. Uh, where we talked about, uh, you know, the woman king. We talked about Andrew Tate. We talked about a lot of different topics. It was, uh, it was the most popular. And I really appreciate y'all for, you know, showing love on both of those. I want y'all to, if you get the chance, check those out. They're really great podcasts. I, I, I try to put, let me tell you something, man. I try to put in effort 
do my research, have some kind of knowledge, man. I'm not here to feed y'all BS. I'm here to be um, somebody y'all can listen to on your way to clean your room or, you know, you're cooking or whatever you're doing. You got Big Baby J, Big Stepper in your headphones right now or on your speaker or even on your TV. Who knows, man? I'm out here. I don't know how you consume it, but I'm out here, man. You know what I mean? Maybe on your Roku. Who knows? I don't know. Um, And I just wanted to say thank you, man. You know what I mean? This is the thing. Like, when I started this podcast, it was something that I always talked about starting, meaning I had always thought about it. I'd always had people mention it. And, and, and I've always had a voice where people said it's a good voice for radio. You know what I mean? And I didn't know if, if folks were trying to say I'm ugly. You know what I mean? Like, you have a voice for radio. You know, people might say you have a face for radio. They're trying to, like, dig deep and say you ugly as hell. So you should consider radio. You know what I'm saying? Suffice it to say, I'm not ugly at all. I'm gorgeous. Thank you to my parents. And I thank God for that. But I do want to say this, right? To really push this fact forward. Take risks. Be willing to... Um, you know, do something that you don't, you feel uncomfortable doing. Now, for me, it was about getting the mic. It was about getting the programs. It was about getting an understanding of how podcasting works, picking the right times to drop, picking, doing my research on what's successful, what's not, how consistent I should be. There was times I was not consistent. It is what it is. I went through phases where I didn't record or I didn't, like, I'll be real. Even right now, I don't feel like recording, bro. So it's like, it's a Friday night. It's 1130. Me, I want to, you know, I want to go out. I want to turn up. But in the big picture, I don't think that's good. I'm going to record. And this is going to come out probably Sunday. But you have to be a type of individual who's willing to sacrifice, right? You, you know, I know myself. I'm not going to be Joe Rogan. <laughs> that's not happening. I'm not going to be one of the top podcasters. I know that. Right, but I know my lane. I know that I have a loyal following. A lot of people rock with me, and I rock with them. Um, I know that I can give some education. I can give some entertainment. I can maybe make y'all smile, make y'all laugh. I know who I am. Yeah, I do have some goals. I do have some ambitions, but I'm not the type of dude out here who's gonna, you know, try to lie or perpetrate the fraud. You know what I mean? You know how long Joe Rogan had to grind in order to get a $200 million deal for Spotify? It could even be more. This man started his podcast 10, now it's 11 years ago, G. Let me repeat what I just said. Joe Rogan started his podcast 11, wow, what a monster play. What a monster play right now. We have the <laughs> the Oregon Ducks. Uh, Bo Nix sent this bomb to one of his receivers who ran it for like 60 yards with two minutes and 14 left on the clock. God damn. He, he might have ran it in four times now. Who knows? But anyways, man, this is, wow, crazy highlight. Two uh, 15 left in the game. <laughs> This dude is still tapping it. Anyways, back to my main point of what I'm saying. You have an individual like Joe Rogan who had a podcast uh, for, oh, what is this? 11 plus years, right? And then he got he got his actual bag 10 years in the process. He had to fight off censorship. He had to fight off all type of things. So me, obviously, I'm not comparing myself to Joe Rogan. This podcast is on year two, right? 
And if you really think about it, you know, expectations, you know, uh, you know, having unrealistic expectations is always a problem. You have to have expectations to go with what you're dealing with in a private, uh, in a specific moment. You can have metrics, you can have goals, but you have to be realistic with such expectations. And I say all that to say this. I'm super thankful for each and every one of y'all listening, supporting, and you give that five star and that, uh, or even share, even share if you want to. Share with a homie, share with a friend. I'd love to have them join a little, a little group, man, a little army out here. You feel me? But on top of that, I want to start off talking about, you know, Diddy, uh, P. Diddy, and I was, I'm going to name this podcast uh, The Fall of P. Diddy, and namely because I, when I was younger, even till now, I'm very inspired by P. Diddy as an actual, um, you know, executive, right? Seeing somebody of such wow, they allowed that touchdown. Look at that! Wow, and we're looking at the Oregon Ducks coming back <laughs> with a minute fifty left in the game. Right now, it's thirty. Uh, what are they gonna say? It's thirty points for Oregon and thirty-four for Washington Huskies. This is a crazy game, Pac-12 championship. But like I'm saying, when it comes to individual like P Diddy. And Puffy Combs, right? An executive who, me personally, I've always been inspired by. He's been an individual who has, you know, transcended what you would think a executive could be, especially in the, you know, in the rap music industry and R&B industry. This dude was really one of the first super... Uh, executives in hip-hop, especially when hip-hop became the number one genre in the 90s, behind Biggie Smalls, you know what I mean, behind Mary J. Blige, you know, these are transcendent artists, right, but, you know, of, of course, Mace, in the late 1990s, bro, and then you look at it, you're like, damn, then, you know, last week, uh, as I, as uh, maybe, my bad, maybe two weeks ago, explosive uh, several, you know, al filing allegations of this dude being a monster, a literal monster. When you say a literal monster, I'm saying an individual, right, who allegedly, and we're going to say allegedly because we don't know for sure, raped his ex-girlfriend, Cassie, you know what I'm saying, abused her, sexually trafficked, all types of nasty, 35 pages worth of allegations, right? It really makes you think, right? Who people who are your heroes, people who you believe are your uh, inspirations, right? Are not who they seem to be or who they claim to be. You know what I mean? You could coincide this with the Will Smith incident, right? Where Will Smith himself, you know what I mean, had allegations come out of him having, you know, being a bisexual, at least bisexual, you know, male. Uh, who's who? Who had sexual relations with Dwayne Martin? You know what I mean. So, so you have all these, you know, allegations, and, and there was even an allegation about, you know, uh, Jamie Fox being inappropriate. You know, sexual assault allegations. Now, I find it interesting that the news media has focused a lot on black males. 
when during this whole wave, there was Jimmy Iovine, who was another record executive, who helped sign 50 Cent, who helped sign and start off the career of Eminem. You know what I mean? There's allegations about him, but it's kind of crazy how that didn't hit. It hit different. <laughs> That's the best way I say it. it. Hit different when it's P Diddy, Jamie Foxx, and Will Smith. <laughs> Even though Will Smith is not anything in particular that he did, it's just you know seems more like an assault on his reputation. But this situation here, we're talking about prominent black men in the media or at least the music industry, right, in mainstream media, being essentially exposed and put on blast. Now, for me, I say this. If any of the allegations are true about, we're focusing on Diddy right now. If any of the allegations are true about Diddy, then he deserves to be in a jail cell. Huh? But like I said in my last podcast, I believe this is extortion. I believe this is extortion. Now, why do I say this? You know, there's victims and then there's volunteers. Now, I'm going to say this. I'm going I'm to I'm I'm start off by saying this. I'm not victim blaming. I'm not shaming. I'm not out here trying to disrespect anybody. Right? Anybody who's a victim, they deserve to have their justice. And anybody who's a victimizer or somebody who's oppressive, or somebody who's hurtful towards people, they should be punished, whatever that degree of punishment is. You know what I mean? And the degree of punishment, it depends, because the victim's idea of punishment could be jail cell, could be literal death, could be, oh, don't ever do that again, an apology. There's different metrics. So when we look at you know, the, what was it, the Adult Survivors Act or the Adult Act, or whatever it was, the one in New York that I mentioned last podcast, that opened up a window for, you know, victims to come forward and, you know, civilly do a civil trial against their victimizers, against their abusers. Now, I was wrong last podcast when I said that 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 civil that, that that act that law was pertaining to you know victims of uh, you know rape from priests or, or, or stuff like that. In part, yes, but I found out through some research that a large reason that that act was passed last year by Kathleen Hochul, who was the governor of New York was essentially to get Donald Trump because Kathleen Hochul, the governor of New York, she's a Democrat, right? And there were allegations against Donald Trump, right? From a lady called E. Jean Carroll, right? She used that act to go and sue Donald Trump and she won. So in my mind, not just in my mind, but there's tangible proof and evidence that this was a coordinated type of thing to essentially get Donald Trump in court and you know get him get him sued right in general what's happened with this law is that a lot of people who allegedly were victims now we're gonna say allegedly because we don't know they came forward, including Cassie. So Cassie used that 
as a method in order for her to get her justice and justice she can't get it uh, criminally like she can't criminally you know what i mean go after diddy because the statute of limitations have passed she can only go after him civilly now the only people who can go after him criminally is the new york district attorney's office you know what I mean? New York DA. The New York DA, you know what I'm saying? They said that they're not investigating P. Diddy. Now, could they be capping and lying? Absolutely, they could. But the power and influence that Diddy has, I believe that. I believe they're not looking after him. You know what I mean? They're not trying to get him essentially in jail. So Cassie's only way of getting justice, if she actually is a victim, which I'll be real, I think she is. I think she is a victim. I believe her story. You know what I mean? The chances of people actually lying in order to, you know, get a payday is actually pretty low. You know what I mean? Because usually they don't get paydays. You know what I mean? Usually they don't get, you know, it's just rare. You know what I mean? But so, so Cassie's story, I believe she's saying the truth. And I believe that she's actually hiding some information. What do I mean she's hiding some information? Let me get into detail. There's been rumors since the 90s that P. Diddy is a homosexual, bro. Well, at the very least, the man is <laughs> heteroflexible. <laughs> That's how I could say it. It's like the nigga is like, uh, at least like a, a bisexual male. Now, I mean, that has been the rumor in hip-hop industry circles. Now, you know I mean, is that provable? No, nobody has come out and said, all right, I was smashing on Diddy. <laughs> or that he Diddy was saying, take that, take that to, 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 to a male, right? But there was a lot of people within that Hollywood circle, like Gene Deal. Gene Deal is his former security guard who was with uh, Diddy for 20 plus years not 20 plus years, maybe 15 plus years, who said that Diddy would go in a lot of uh, gay clubs. You know what I mean? He would go to, to bathhouses, Turkish bathhouses. What's a bathhouse? Within the gay culture is going in a steam room where other men are. I mean, let me tell you something, man. If you're a straight male, you want to be in a steam room full of women. That's how that goes, dog. I don't want to spend any time with males in, 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 a, in a naked capacity, bro. Like, even if you're riding a train, like, I think, like, I when I was younger, bro, I thought trains were fun and they were cool. What's a train? It's like when multiple men are, are having sex with one woman. That's what a train is. You know what I mean? I used to, you know, kind of rock with them. You know what I mean? But then over time, you're like, what? This is kind of gay, dog. <laughs> Like, I'm undressed in front of another man, even though a woman's there. This is, like, very suspect. You know what I mean? And when I say suspect, I mean heteroflexible, kind of gay. You know what I mean? There ain't no problem with gay people. I got I got love for LGBT. You know what I mean? I got love for all humans and all, you know, sexual orientations. I just think that, bro, uh, I'm, not, I'm not in a rush to have sex with a woman in front of another man or with another man involved in any capacity. I don't want to even look at another naked body other than mine's. You know what I mean? I don't want to even look at another penis. It's weird. <laughs> but apparently or allegedly, Diddy was about that life. Right? And he literally, in the 35-page, you know, lawsuit, it was talking about freak-offs. 
nigga. <laughs> you, you, I'm not the type, nigga, you gonna see they're doing a freak off. Like, what? <laughs> what are we coming to right now? By the way, Washington, uh, Washington Huskies have the ball. It's third and nine. They're up thirty-four to thirty-one. It's all about clock control, clock management. In this situation, I'd say try to get the first down by running the ball so you can kill more clock. Because uh, Oregon doesn't have any more timeouts. So I wouldn't even throw the ball. This is risky because you're playing Oregon. They have a nice defense. Anyways, man, that's just Jay being the coach right there trying to be, you know what I mean, trying to give some point of view. Anyways, how I look at it, bro, is that, yes, Cassie to some degree was a victim, especially with the parts of the lawsuit where she talks about, you know, being beaten or being abused in a physical way. But a lot of the sexual acts and being felt pressured to take drugs, I don't believe that. I don't believe that. I don't believe that at all. I'll tell you why. Because she signed up for it. Of course, no means no. Let's, let's just be factual. No, of course, means no. You know what I mean? By the way, Washington got the first down with an explosive great run. On third and nine, the boy done ran the ball for 20 yards. He decided to slide instead of getting tackled to kill the clock. That was a fantastic play. They just won the championship with that run. Fantastic. The clock is running down. They about to win. Mandem just gave the Gatorade shower to the coach, man. Let me tell you something about football, bro. Football is one of the most exhilarating, most amazing sports, man. When you impose your physical will on another man, not on some dirty st stuff, <laughs> not on some dirty, take that, take that. Michael Penix just took a knee. They just won the Pac-12 championship with a 13 and O record. You could argue that they are going to the college football championship. Shouts out to them. Major congrats to Michael Penix Jr. and the Washington Huskies, man. Props to them. They had a better team. 34 to 31, they beat Oregon. Uh, Oregon put up a fight. Shout out Oregon. Bo Nix looks kind of sad because uh, he had a f great performance. But, uh, hey, man, you're 34 years old, 24 years old. Why did I say 34? You got to get your ass in the NFL <laughs> instead of college ball. This is his fifth year playing college football, dog. Sixth year, man. Anyways, let's get back to the main topics. Um, Diddy, Diddy and Cassie, Diddy and Cassie, right? I believe had a transactional relationship. What is a transactional relationship? A transactional relationship is a relationship that's built off give and get. It's not a genuine real relationship that's based on you know emotions love reciprocity no it's a transactional relationship what is the transaction the transaction is that diddy was going to give cassie a career right and instead of giving her and in exchange he would have sex with her and have her as his girlfriend his trophy wife in the meantime diddy was still doing other things with other women what it was is that Cassie did not get what she wanted out of that relationship, right? 
And what she wanted was superstardom. What she wanted was fame. What she wanted was the clout. And if you look at, you know, people who get involved not only in the music industry, but specifically entertainment industry, they're hungry for fame. And they're willing to do anything and everything for the dollar. Now, why do I say that? I say that because Cassie used to date a guy called Ryan Leslie. Ryan Leslie was an R&B singer. He's still alive. He's still, but he was associated to Bad Boy. And he met, uh, no, he was associated to Bad Boy. And, you know, he was seeing Cassie when Cassie was 19. Ryan Leslie goes to a party with Cassie. At that party, did he meet uh, Cassie? And in, in a short amount of time, uh, you know, Diddy starts talking to Cassie and eventually Cassie and Diddy start seeing each other. Now, the way that that happened and the pretenses of how the relationship started was weird and awkward. So, you know, this goes back to, you know, for all the males listening to, to this, you know, have some morals and ethics in terms of dealing with women. Have a a very blunt and honest point of view and, and be real and, and be morally upright when you handle a woman, when you're dealing with women, right? Because how you get them is how you lose them and being blunt and real about your intentions from the very beginning will always pay off rather than, you know what I mean, being shady. Because what was really shady about their relationship is that uh, by the way, Michael Penix and Bo Nix are dapping it up. It was a tough five championship. They played great. Bo Nix actually might have played outplayed Michael Penix. It is what it is. You might have outplayed the nigga, but you lost. It is what it is. You caught it now. Anyways, I don't like Bo Nix. He looks like a bitch ass. So, you know, in general, right, we're looking at a relationship that started off shaky grounds. We're looking at a woman, right, who's 19 years old who sees in massive media music mogul E. Diddy at 37 years old, and she leaves Ryan Leslie, the man who helped her in her career, right, who actually helped her uh, make some, some great music in exchange for the bigger dog, the big dog, who's E. Diddy. Little did she know this man would allegedly traumatize her, right? And my thing is, it's tough. It's tough. How you, you know, if you see a man who's willing to, you know, disrespect your current boyfriend and start seeing you and outwardly, you know, going for you, he does, that's, that's not really a man of integrity. <laughs> Let's just be real. You know what I mean? That's not a man of honor, of high quality. You feel me? And eventually, you know, Cassie got to learn that, but also on Cassie's side, you have to be careful with who you deal with. I think since so she had goggles for, for a nigga who was just clouded up, who had money, who had everything she wanted to become. And these are the arrangements that happen within the music industry, the entertainment industry. That's why a lot of, even me, I find that it's demonic. It's demonic, dog. Like I can get I can get deep into it because there's a homo, a very gay part of the demonic rituals. 
You know what I mean? That these entertainers have to take a lot of sacrifices. These entertainers have to take to attain certain things and certain levels. But I won't get into that, man. I don't want my channel to get or my not my channel, but my podcast to get flagged on some whatever type. Nah, I ain't trying to do that. Right. But when you make a deal with the devil, don't be surprised when that demon, you know what I mean, or that Lucifer or Beelzebub comes to collect. You make a deal with the deceiver, the evil one. Don't be surprised when he comes to collect what he, you know, what, what, to, to get his sacrifice, get his taste. So I don't think that Cassie was that much of a victim. And I might get hate for this. I might get some disrespect. I don't care. I think she's extorted that man, P. Diddy. I think that she knew to a certain level what type of dude he was. I think that she participated. She saw what she was about. And she willingly participated and came back for more and more. She was in a relationship with this man for 11 years. 11 years. See, I've never been an abuse victim. At least that I'm consciously aware of. But I know that there's, you know, psychology behind that where, you know, somebody who's an abuse victim comes back to their abuser hella times. You know, before they can finally leave for good. I know that's a real thing. That's a genuine thing. And I, I feel for that. I feel for people who go through that. You know? It hurts me. I don't like that. And the thing is, we're becoming a society that, you know, we have sympathy for women, but we almost treat women like they're, they don't have autonomy to make their own decisions. See, when you make a decision as a man, for the most part, you have to face the consequences of that decision, whether good or bad, right? So when a woman, in my opinion, like Cassie, volunteers for most of her relationship with a sadistic bad person, at least from what, not just from what she said, from what a lot of people said, they you 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 blur that line of victim versus volunteer. You feel what I'm saying? That's what I'm saying out here, man. I think that that girl and specifically her lawyers extorted the hell out of P Diddy, and even just having that 35 page lawsuit published to the public was a form of extortion. It was basically selling the bat signal, bruh. This is what I have. This is what I plan to do if we go to trial. And I probably have more in my bag. You better raise the amount of money that I want. And Diddy's lawyers almost confirmed that while they replied to the lawsuit that in the past six months, she and her lawyer team have been trying to get $30 million. Well, let's get, let me take a guess. Cassie, after Diddy, you know, settled that lawsuit less than 24 hours, I promise you, Cassie got 50, maybe 60 million dollars. The price done went up. Huh? 
And I believe that was ultimately the goal. The goal was for the lawyers to get paid because these that's the real villains in this. <laughs> the real villains in this are the lawyers because the lawyers wanted the bag. Cassie's lawyers then finessed and got a crazy bag off this. Because any type of psychological scars that Diddy put on Cassie, she'll never get her, her youth back. She'll never get her career back. She'll never get the 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 the, the, the those feelings of of hurt and pain, whether that be physical, mental, or psychological. You feel me? You feel me? So for me, I look at this as you know a message. You know what I mean to individuals who seek fame, seek power, seek money. That it ain't always going to crack up what it seems to be and what things you have to do to attain that money, that power, all that stuff is, is dark, dog. It's demonic. It, it's straight up, whoa. Like, y'all think I'm speaking in hyperbole type, type-ish. No, whoa. You know how much people have talked about the dark side of Hollywood or Hollywood or, or the music industry? Well, let me tell you something, man. DMX had one of the most powerful poems uh, I've ever heard called The Industry. If you get the chance, go on YouTube and search up The Industry. You can pause my, my, my podcast, uh, if you're still listening, by the way. You can pause my podcast and go straight to it. You know what I mean? By the way, give this podcast five stars, man. I appreciate y'all. And By the way, shout out to the people on Patreon listening early. I love y'all. I appreciate y'all. Mm -hmm. But that poem by DMX called The Industry, where he essentially puts the cat out of the bag that it's a demonic, dark, sadistic side. And, and, and here's the thing, right? A lot of people, are you surprised when a lot of people who are musicians become drug addicts? Like, are you surprised when they kill themselves? Like, are you surprised when you hear there's a ton of pedophilia you know, uh, secret homosexuals, like all these degenerate, disgusting things happening. Now, I'm not putting homosexuality in that. I'm just saying that individuals who are not homosexuals doing homosexual acts in order to progress inside their careers. Now, that's gross. If you're a gay dude, then just be gay for real. You know what I mean? And I personally think Diddy's a, a bisexual at the very least, but he's homosexual. But he, he hides behind that that door you feel me and talking about a door check out nori nori did an interview with dj vlad where he said that there's a door shout out Hassan campbell there's a door and that door could be homosexual or illuminati and nori said that he didn't choose to take the door now, what he's saying could be metaphorical or it could be literally a contract, literal door that he's talking about. You understand how many people compromise themselves in order to attain power, to attain fame, to attain money? You know how many, you know how many shorties out there are selling ass right now? Maybe you're selling ass yourself right now and you listen to me. I have no... I have no problem with that. If you're selling ass to make money, it is what it is. Get it out you live. You're a prostitute in these streets. I don't care. You know how much people, how many people are regrettably selling ass? 
It's a large percentage. Why are they selling ass? They're selling ass for the bag. I mean, there's a movie called The Players Club, right? Where, you know, Lisa Ray in the, in the 90s when she was fine as hell. Man, Lisa Ray in Players Club? It's one of the finest black women you'll ever see. Oof. I'm getting excited right now. Shouts out to Lisa Ray in the Players Club. I might have to watch that after this podcast. Mm. Beautiful. Anyways, she says something very profound in that movie. By the way, the movie was written by Ice Cube. Shouts out to Ice Cube, a black all-star. Where, you know, she says, make the money. Don't let the money make you. Right? What that means, if you're slow in the head or need a further clarification from Big Baby J, is that um, when you make the money, just make it and don't let the money make you the individual who you are. Don't let money define you and who you are. Don't let money be the driver of who you are. The money is making you. The money is creating you. Why does she say that in the movie? Because the players' ball is, the players' club is about a uh, it was a movie about strippers being a stripper. Lisa Ray uh, plays a stripper, right? Who is in a corrupt, very crazy, out of pocket strip club where you know what I'm saying uh, her rival stripper. I forget her name, Stacy, or some bullshit like that, is, you know, willing to, you know, drug other strippers and sell these other strippers to, to random men. So that her rival stripper is willing to make the money make her, meaning the money is deciding what she's willing to do up to a point where she drugs other strippers and sells them to foreign men. You know what I'm saying? What what am I talking about? What am I getting to? I'm saying that for people to reach certain levels in the music industry, they done had to do some things. And that's where I'm saying selling your soul comes from. When you say uh, you sold your soul to the devil, I'm not saying literally you went to up to an altar of a demon, you know what I mean, and said, I'm, here's my soul, you know, in order for me to get a, a, a hit on uh, the Billboard 200. I don't actually mean that, even though I personally believe there are some ritualistic things that are done. But on the big table, what I'm getting to is that people compromise who they are, what they believe in, and the morals and ethics in order for them to attain fame, money, and every, you know, vapid, you know what I mean, desire they want. I wouldn't be surprised if Cassie didn't did that. I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised if Diddy himself did that. There's been rumors about him and Clive Owens. Clive Owens was Diddy's mentor. Clive Owens is also rumored to be a, a, a homosexual. A, and guess what? He's Jewish, too. Anyways, I ain't even going to get in that back. But, you, you know, if you know, you know. It is what it is. Maybe Diddy himself was, you know, abused. And, and, you know, hurt people hurt people so he could perpetuate that cycle. So when you analyze and look at this fall of Diddy, I think it's more so a fall of the music industry. 
That's what I really think it is. I think it's more so a fall of the hip-hop music industry. You have individuals, you know, such as Diddy, who were part of the 90s when hip-hop became the most popular genre. And up until this year, it has been. This year has been a terrible year for hip-hop. <laughs> this past two years have been ass. But since the 90s, the most popular genre has clearly been hip-hop. And Diddy was a large reason why, because he he led a music label, Bad Boy, right? That had some of the greatest hip-hop musicians of all time. R&B musicians as well, right? And leaning into this century, he was able to bring some music some musical talent he did go cold a little bit but he was able to influence the culture with his alcohol brands you know what i mean partnerships with Ciroc. he didn't own Ciroc. he was just a brand consultant a brand ambassador which yielded him a ton of money right and then he ended up suing the parent company of Ciroc this summer i think it was july a few months later now, all of these things come out about it. Coincidence? I don't think so. I think uh, Diddy pissed off somebody at a very high level. At a very high level. I'm talking about individuals who will fund a lawsuit against him. Individuals who will leak things about him. Individuals who work on a plane that's higher than we even understand. I'll tell you something, man. There's things you know, there's things you don't know, and there's things you don't even know you don't know. There's a ton of ish that be going on that we don't know nothing about being even privy to. One thing I know is that I don't know, and that's what makes me smarter. I don't know what's going on. I don't know what's going on. I take guesses. I take educated guesses because I have an understanding of history, and I know that behind every strong man is probably a stronger man. <laughs> and behind every great emperor, every great warrior, there's another warrior coming to cut his head off. And I think that Diddy pissed off somebody very powerful because Diddy put, uh, got, got a lawsuit against the parent company of Ciroc. Let me tell you something, man. I, I, I didn't really research this, but I just know that if you think Diddy being a billionaire is rich, Think about the people who fund Diddy, how ultra-rich they are, right? Because that's the truth. There's people who are backing behind all things related to Diddy. Let me tell you something, man. The most powerful person in music is Lucian Grange, right? Lucian Grange is a 30-something or maybe 40-something billionaire. You know what I mean? I'm not saying like in terms of age, he's like in his 60s, but he has 30 to 40 billion dollars. He owns Universal Music Group, which owns a ton of record labels. To give you reference, he owns Drake and Taylor Swift. Indirectly. You feel me? It's a, this is a rich bastard. Okay? Like, like, like Diddy is like a peon compared to him. You feel me? So, th this is what I'm trying to say, though, right? The fall of Diddy, right? Diddy leaving uh, Universal, right? It, it leaving, not Universal, sorry, Revolt TV, right? Revolt TV is his um, 
you know, TV, TV station channel that is run by basically two or three with the, that makes profit through advertising, obviously, by two or three um, advertisers, AT&T and I'm blanking out on the other company that does most of its advertising. So Diddy had to pull out and step down and Diddy himself essentially is had to step down from a lot of things because it was, uh, you know, his reputation was hurting business. So when you see all these things, when you start to understand that the fall, right, the fall of Diddy is indirectly the fall of the music industry, especially from the hip-hop realm, it helps you understand that when these people reach certain heights, they're sickos, man. They're sickos, man. And, and you have to almost concede that you have to be a sicko to decide, hey, I'm going to become a music label executive. You know what I mean? You have to almost make a deal with the devil to do whatever it takes to not only stomp out the competition, but even literally kill the competition. We're talking about Tupac, right? And, and we've heard those rumors. We've heard, you know what I mean, them stories on YouTube channels where you have individuals like Keefe D, you know what I mean, who was one of the four men in the car they shot up and shot up uh, Tupac, which led to his death, right? We've heard them talk about their connections to P. Diddy. We've heard about the $1 million bounty to kill uh, Tupac that was never repaid by Puffy Combs. We've heard of Puff being involved in the murder of, of P. Diddy. Uh, not, uh, not P. Diddy, my bad. Biggie Smalls. We've heard that. So the fall of Diddy, who, by many accounts, has been almost a boogeyman in hip-hop for 30-plus years, is just a further indication of the fall of, you know what I mean, the entire music industry. You think Diddy is bad? Even though they pull up the, the receipts on Jay-Z. Yeah, I mean, they already pulled up the receipts on Russell Simmons. Wait until they pull out the receipts on Leo Cohen. Wait until they, 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 they pull out, the, you know what I'm saying? They already started to pull out the cars of Jimmy Iovine. There's so many people who are dirty in that industry. And it just takes one accusation or one person to tip them off, and finally we'll understand the truth. I personally predict that there's going to be a big-ass documentary about this. And here's the crazy part about this. I don't think Diddy is going to spend a single day in jail. I think that Diddy is so powerful. I think that Diddy has so many connections. And I think that Diddy still has so much money left that he can, in essence, sweep this away. Now, will society forgive him? Will the public ever look at him the same? Obviously, no. I don't, I don't see that happening. I see maybe in five years, three to five years, we might forget about this totally. Um, but it would demand him that he change and finds some kind of solace, some kind of peace with not only the people he's hurt, but within himself. You know what I mean? If things like this could happen to an individual and they could kill themselves. I'm just keeping it real. They could either kill themselves or...
Um, who knows? They could get unalived by by people we don't know. By Jeffrey Epstein, you know what I mean? And there was even a, a trend calling him uh, Puffy Epstein or something <laughs> like some crazy ish like that. But it is what it is, man. I appreciate y'all for tapping in, man. I hate to end it on that note, but like I always say, man, you know what I mean? I, I'm always the type of individual who has some things called, it's called the hermeneutic of suspicion. That means you have to be somebody who's suspicious of what you're given and you're willing to attack, not necessarily attack, but question everything. Have an open mind and question everything and don't believe everything on face value. When these accusations came against Diddy, I did not believe it in face value. And trust me, we were not in those rooms. We were not in those situations. And here's something that might be controversial, but I'm going to say it. There's definitely a other side to this story that Diddy has, never, has not talked about or will never talk about. We'll never find out. And the truth is going to be in the middle of that, in the middle of what Cassie said, and in the middle of what Diddy said. And I don't think we'll ever find that out. But let me know what y'all think, man. It's been the big broadcast. We ending it on a dark note, but the fall of Diddy, man, episode 65, man. If y'all want me to do more of these, let me know, man. And like I say, early access to the podcast is on Patreon. Give the pod five stars, man, and appreciate my Patreon peoples. And I'm OG. On to the next.